Today is, not well, tomorrow is Memorial Day, and this is Memorial Day weekend. And, um, of course, you know, you go on the Internet and you can find out um, different things about Memorial Day. And there, uh, I, I asked Brad, to, we, we, have an, we now have a uh, hookup. We can go on the Internet and get all those things and be able to use them here. But there's a video that I wanted to show um, I wrote it out last night, and then Brad was able to find it. But it talks about the beginnings of Memorial Day, where it came from, how it was established, uh, why it was established. And, and there's some very interesting uh, um, history to Memorial Day that perhaps uh, you're not aware of. But I, I thought it would be something that um, we tie into our, to our message today um, about Memorial Day. And... Um, um, so with that, if uh, you can play it, and it starts off with a, a, a regular scene. And uh, as I was thinking of this, and I was wondering, uh, oh, we have uh, some here today. How many here were in in the military? Jose and yeah, Ken, <laughs> Bob, you were in the military. Yeah, Bob. Anybody else? No. Who? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone else? Uh, I, I just, you know, there's. I don't want to miss anyone. But the idea is that we're, we're, you know, this Memorial Day is honoring those who served in the military and those who were uh, did not make it home. Uh, this um, pulpit is a reminder, uh, it says, presented by James and Patricia Crew. And James Crew never came, came back from Vietnam. He was shot down and, um, uh, in Vietnam, and he was uh, officially listed as miss, missing in action. And every year, uh, Rhonda goes down with her fourth grade to the uh, Washington, D.C., and the Tomb of the Sold, Unknown Soldiers. And on the wall at the... Um, Vietnam Wall, they take and they take, uh, the fourth graders will present, put a wreath or something there in, in memory of um, James Crew, and also they will take a rubbing, a piece of paper, and do a rubbing for, um, over his name to remember him. And he was from here, from Wimber. When that ended with the uh, Vietnam Wall, I thought of, um, again, having that as something that is significant, you know, even every week we, we, you know, we speak and I stand behind this pulpit, but the, the individual who purchased this and gave it to the church um, never returned home. So, but we are grateful that, you know, the, the song there, we were wondering if it was a Christian group. It says that, that at the end of the day, all we have is who we are. And thinking in that perspective of our commitment to Jesus Christ, our commitment to life and uh, to forgiveness and to how that God has worked in, in us, all we have at the end of the day is who we are. And who we are in Jesus Christ, who we are in ourselves, who we are as how that we have committed ourselves to our relationship. And when I was thinking of this and putting it together, I know that we've been doing Esther in our Sunday school lesson, but this, this, the book of Esther is an extremely interesting book because it talks about how that um, one person's decision influenced an entire nation. 
one person's decision influenced an entire nation. And, and many times it's kind of, I think it's like that in our own lives. We don't see the impact or realize the impact that we have upon our, pe our friends, our family, on the people around us, upon our communities, wherever we may be. Because every one of us have an impact. And every one of us have a purpose. And every one of us have something to offer. It's, it's getting beyond that understanding of, well, my name's not written somewhere, or I'm not remembered somewhere, or I'm not that important. That's not the point. We have an impact on people's lives because uh, at the end of the day, all we have is who we are. We don't need to pretend to be something because we already are someone. We don't have to pretend that there's something better. We already are the best because there is no one else like you. There's no one else with your fingerprint. There's no one else with your personality, thank God. There's no one... <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, there's no one else that is, that is like us. So therefore, there isn't a need to say that we are completely unique and completely... Uh, excuse me, that we are completely um, inadequate because our name is in some place special. Our name is someplace special. When Jesus Christ has forgiven us of our sins, we are in his book of life. The book of life, if our name is written in God's book of life, we are safe for an eternity. Safe for an eternity in that Jesus Christ has forgiven me of my sins. He has written my name in his book of life. And when the books are opened at the end, our name is written in it. And we are safe for an eternity. So with that security, we come back to the moment. We come back to the present moment that we live in. We come back to this moment of time in which we have an impact upon the world around us and upon ourselves and upon people. In Esther chapter 4 verse 14, um, Mordecai, the uncle of Esther, says, Who knows whether you are come to the kingdom of God for such a time as this? Who knows whether you are come to the kingdom of God for such a time as this? Esther had, had become queen by a beauty contest. <laughs> Basically it. And in our lesson we found out that it took almost four years for this whole process to take place. But she became queen. And in that time, and in that position, there was a guy, Haman, who set out to destroy all the Jewish people. And Esther was in a position, not by her own choosing, but by chance. By chance. <laughs> Do you ever think how fortunate we are? I didn't say lucky. <laughs> I said fortunate. How fortunate we are to live in a country we live in to have the opportunities that we have, to have a, the abilities that we possess, the knowledge that we possess, the education we possess, the friendships, the families, the homes, the cars, whatever, how fortunate we are. Well, I don't have... But you see, that's where we have as, we as a society... Do you know why? Okay, here's, I'll, I'll, I'll get on my little soapbox here. I don't have a soapbox, but I'll get one. Um, our society teaches us, our, we, are, we live in an advertising, advertising 
advertisement, advertising-based society, in that what you have need of, you don't have just yet. Because if you don't have it just yet, you're going to go purchase it. So therefore, you have to be discontent with what you've got or you won't spend. How many like to spend? Well, don't lie to me. <laughs> How many like to spend? How many like to buy things that are really important to you? How do you know they're important to you? <coughs> I saw it on TV. QVC is the, my favorite channel. Do you realize how many, how many, that isn't, I just thought I'd tell you. But, you know, you know do you realize how many bargains they have on there every day? <laughs> huh? QVC has so many bargains every day, how can you pass it up? That's true. I mean, you know, they got some real bargains. We bought two fans. We only needed one, but we bought two. They were on sale. Yeah, God needs it. That's why we needed two. It's still in the box, but we needed two, you know. They were on, they were on a special. Rhonda says, we need, we need to buy them. I said, okay, go ahead and buy one. She says, no, we should buy two. I said, okay, they're on a really great sale, you know. And so why did we buy them? Because we needed them. <laughs> and it's right beside the other fan that we needed that does the same thing. But we needed two, okay, but that, but it's not a big deal. But I needed a John Deere tractor, a new one, <laughs> because the other one was a year and a half old or something, two years old or something, five years old. Or something. But the, I mean, see, what, and, and what happens is we transfer that same mentality to us, to ourselves as a person. You see, the reason you need to wear certain clothes that have names on them... <laughs> The reason you need to do that is because good-looking guys wear these. <laughs> you know, <that's>, uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> they're not they're even better now that I have it on. <laughs> and dresses and clothes and jeans, skinny jeans. <laughs> well, they used to call them in, back in the 60s, whereas hip huggers and, you know, bell bottoms and, uh, but anyhow. There's always been trends, and the reason why do we have trends? So that what you have isn't good enough, you need to buy something else. Okay, and that's advertisement. That's what our nation, our society runs on that. And this, I know I'm going to get to my sermon. But in a third world, they, whenever they started taking industries out of the U.S. and sticking them in the remote areas of third world countries, okay, this, this one, this, this, this is supposedly a true story. I can't verify it for sure or not, but it's a story. It's a good story. It fits, you know. But anyhow, they built this factory, uh, brought in people to work, and trained them to work. They worked their two weeks and got a salary, got their two-week salary. And then uh, on Monday, nobody showed up to work. So the company wanted to know, why haven't the employees, why haven't the people we hired come back to work? So they went to the villages and they found, okay, why aren't you coming to work? They say, well, we don't need to. We have money. You don't work unless you need money. And they had money, so they didn't need to go to work. 
So do you know what they did? They got them all mail-order catalogs. Because now they knew what they were missing. They would spend their money and they would come back to work. Teach them the American dream. But, you know, again, it's not a bad thing. It's just the way we operate. It's how we, that's why we're working. That's why we have jobs. What is it? How much of our jobs in our, in our society are in the service industry, taking care of other people and working for other people, things like that. So, Queen Esther. Esther, who knows whether you've come to the kingdom of God for such a time as this. Paul wrote to the church at Philippi and says, My deepest desire and hope is that I shall never fail in my duty but that at all times, and especially right now, I shall be full of courage, so that with my whole being I shall bring honor to Christ, whether I live or whether I die. The challenge is that we have a responsibility to ourselves. We have a responsibility to God. We have a responsibility to our community and and to our nation to be... A Christian. That we have a duty to fulfill. A responsibility to live our life so that we will achieve the greatness that lies within us. And that the greatness that lies within us is that we are able to achieve what we were created for. You see, we weren't, we weren't created to, to, you know, to, to just sit in a box somewhere. We were created to to be involved in life, to be a part of life, to take the talents and the abilities that God put put in us whenever we were yet in our mother's womb and formed us. And who knows whether you've come to the kingdom of God for such a time as this. Who knows whether the problem that you are facing is exactly what is necessary to bring out of you the qualities that you would have never, ever tapped in your life. That's why the Bible says, in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Are you able to see the opportunity and the difficulty? See, we look at this and we we find ourselves challenged by life and by its obstacles. To those who don't believe in God, life on earth is... All there is. So it's natural for them to strive for worldly values, money, popularity, power, pleasures, and prestige in this life because there's nothing in the afterlife. But for Paul and for the, for the people of the scripture, for the people of hope and the people of faith, that our life isn't just what we are here and now. This life is a preparation for the next. For Paul, life meant to develop an eternal values. And eternal values have a way of influencing everyday actions. To help others out, to to tell others about Christ. For he is the only one who can help them to see life from an eternal perspective. Just as God wants us to see (coughs) opportunities behind obstacles, so we want to see Christ in our life behind every situation, involved in every situation. God, I don't understand why things happen the way they do, but I trust you. Paul's purpose in life was to speak out boldly for Christ and to become more like Christ, 
Paul declared that death is to be better than life. Because he knew that an eternal life in heaven was yet on the horizon. And arriving at that place was the better place. Esther made a similar decision. I will do my duty. I will go before the king. And we know this story. Those of you who have been in Sunday school know the story. <laughs> the story is, if you went in be- into the king without being invited, the punishment was death. You were, you were dead. Unless he lifted his scepter. So there was no... Uh, you can come in and ask a question. You walked in uninvited. You were, you were executed unless the king raised his scepter. So Esther says, if I perish, I perish. Paul said to live as Christ, to die as gain. That some things are greater in our life than our life. And James Crew. The pilot felt that. Those who greater love has no man till then to lay down his life for his brother. Jesus Christ is the one who gave his life for us. You see, we don't necessarily need to turn to history books or the Bible, the Bible characters, to find godly heroes. Because there are people who have touched the lives of others and died for them. People faithful to God, to prayer, to Bible reading, to godly character. Sure, there are people who have failed at being Christians. But there are some who have succeeded greatly. I came across this reading. It said, Whether you're retired from the military presently serving one of the branches of the armed forces, or living each day protecting and serving in the local communities of the United States of America, you are to be honored for your brave sacrifice. Your unwavering fortitude and resolve to protect the freedoms that are held dearly by every American will forever impact our nation. Your individual name, may not be written on the pages of an American history book, but your spirit, sacrifice, and determination have written history and preserved freedom. To all who serve in the military, your presence and your being part of a greater whole have written history and preserved freedom. Being part of something that was greater than you as an individual has preserved freedom. And as a soldier of the cross, clothed in the armor of God, we go forth to usher in the kingdom of God. And we may not stand behind pulpits or go to mission fields or someplace like that, but our purpose is we are part of the greater whole. We are part of the body of Christ. And we declare the word of God by our actions and by our, by our uh, attitudes and by our perspectives. The call of God upon our life is to break the bonds of canceled sin and to set the prisoner free. 
couple of quotes. One, duty is the sublimest word in our language. Do your duty in all things. You cannot do more. You should never do less. It was Robert E. Lee. Esther, the words of Mordecai ring. Who knows whether you've come to the kingdom of God for such a time as this. Do we know why we are here? Do we feel that our impact is lost because we are just one of so many? Max Lucado wrote this. Though we may not be able to see God's purpose or God's plan, the Lord of heaven is on his throne and in firm control of the universe and our lives. So we entrust him with our future. We entrust him with our very lives. God is on the throne. He is in control. All is right with the world. <laughs> Revelation 21, 3-6. I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who is thirsty. So let us come and drink of the waters of life. Come and let us see that which is our responsibility and our duty. And our duty is to serve God. And our duty is to live for God and to allow God to be part of our lives. Jesus Christ fought the supreme battle. Life over death. O death, where is thy sting? O O grave, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? It is taken away. The sting of death has been removed because Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He came to free his creation from the slavery of sin. The wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. He redeemed us with his sacrifice. He was motivated by love. He endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. And the joy that was set before him was his relationship with you and I. The joy, and this is stated by for Christ as he is headed into the cross. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. What was the joy set before him? Not the crucifixion. You and I. He saw beyond the pain and the agony of the cross to you and I. Operation Enduring Freedom. It is a relationship that will last for an eternity. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. He gave his life to set us free. Sin, death, hell, and the grave are no longer players in the game of life. They have been sidelined with a life blow. (laughs) Death has been sidelined by a life blow. And the life blow is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because he lives, I shall live also. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. We have been liberated from from the sting of death. We have been liberated from the throngs of death. We have been liberated from sin because it has been canceled out 
by Jesus Christ. It is my duty to exercise freedom. The freedom to pray. The freedom to sing. The freedom to lift my voice to Christ and offer him the praise that is due him. My duty is to ensure that the message is proclaimed to the world. For you see, I am free. (laughs) I am free. I am free to live for Jesus. I am free from the powers of sin. I have been set free by the one who paid the price, gave the life blow to death. And death has no hold on us anymore. The battle is won.